Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O God, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. When the novel coronavirus first insinuated itself among us, did you stock up on food, toilet paper, supplies? I know you did. Do you recall those anxious first days, unannounced store closures, shortened hours, empty shelves, unsettling disruptions in the supply chain, rumors of martial law? Can you recall how eerie and worrying it was not knowing how long it would last or when or if the shelves would be replenished? If you can remember back that far to March and April, it feels like a lifetime ago, you have some sense of the panic and the desperation of the Israelites out there in the wilderness. They have left the only home they know and left it forever. There is no going back. That bridge burned. They have departed one oasis and don't know when the next will come into view or if there is a next. And their supplies are spent. They don't know whether they are journeying, in fact, toward a promised land of milk and honey or maybe into a valley of dry bones. They don't know. They do what people do when they are scared and desperate. They panic. They imagine the worst. They whisper rumors and conspiracy theories. Their instinct is to hoard. They second-guess their leaders. They second-guess their decision to follow Moses and this God who doesn't have a name and whom they can't see. With stomachs growling and babies crying and elders fainting with hunger, they grow desperate, frantic. Of course they do. Who among us would not, has not felt such desperation? But here's the thing about this story, the story of the manna in the wilderness and the quails appearing from nowhere. It's not a miracle story. It's not. There are miracle stories in the Bible to be sure, but this is not one of them. It's not a story of God pointing a wand, intoning abracadabra, and making something out of nothing. No, in this story, God's generosity is already there before the people panic. It's built into creation. It's baked into creation there from its beginning. The Israelites, in their panic, just don't know how to look or what to look for. New to the desert, unacquainted with its ways, they don't recognize the desert's offerings. You see, the manna, which seemed such a miracle to the hungry Israelites, it was and is an ordinary occurrence, a natural phenomenon out there in the Sinai Peninsula. Manna is the product of a type of plant lice puncturing the fruit of the tamarisk tree and excreting a substance from this juice. When the temperature cools at night, the substance congeals. It is sweet in taste and rich in carbohydrates and sugar. 
And as to the quail, they migrate in large flocks from Africa or the Mediterranean, and by the time they arrive in the Sinai Peninsula, they are often exhausted enough to be caught by hand. For the Israelites, a crisis of food begets a crisis of faith. And why wouldn't it? They didn't see the manna for what it was and didn't know the quail were about to appear. They needed to adjust to their new normal, to trust God's benevolent providence, that it was there, but perhaps in unrecognizable form. Here we are, out in a strange new wilderness, unaccustomed to its ways. We are uneasy, uncertain, out here, we are bereft of the old familiar securities of our pre-pandemic lives. Well, the story from Exodus is Torah, teaching. And it begs the question, what can you learn from it? Are you learning to look for God's blessings with new eyes in new places? Have you adapted your diet to a new circumstance, a new country? Are you learning to live in the moment, to forsake hoarding, to trust in the gracious, generous providence of God? Are you learning to see God in life's everyday blessings? When the pandemic struck and this building closed, I'll admit that I was a bit panicked. But as my eyes adjusted to this new normal, I began to recognize God's generous, gracious provision in the gifts and graces of my young colleagues on this staff who navigate communication technologies with ease and aplomb. Our full-time communications administrator, Jamie, is a gift from God. So too is Sean, maestro of children's messages and editor of sermons. And Catherine Schofield, and Mary Ann Lape, who continue to move and challenge us in our work on creation care, even out here in the wilderness. And grace speaks. As our nation finally faces a moral reckoning on race, grace speaks is there, here, as is our Christians Information Committee. The leadership of Tracy Keene, Tim Longman, Deb Washington, June Cooper is nothing less than divine provision, making us ready and able to meet this moment, teaching, challenging, interpreting, and resourcing. When we moved to online learning, Kate Ninchu literally reinvented Sunday school for a season of social distancing. And oh my, the Willie Sordillo Ensemble. Have you attended our virtual jazz coffee house Thursdays at six? The music is lush, current, by turns healing and demanding. Ralph and Paul and Marie have kept our mentoring feet to the fire with our partner Snowden High School. While Ralph and company ply their culinary skills in the provision of food to the hungry. And you don't know him well yet, but our new director of operations, John Braun, he too is mana from heaven, God's provision in a trying time. John, he's a problem solver and we got problems. 
And who knew God would send to us a young South African woman of Pentecostal tradition whose voice would make the scriptures purr. When Bill Bulkley assumed the position of treasurer and Niels Pietz Larsen took on the position of the chair of the finance committee, there was no pandemic in sight. Yet these two leaders have proved to be gifts from God as they have helped us navigate challenging, choppy, dangerous financial waters. A large part of our relative financial health in this season of pandemic, you, your generosity, you are a gift from God. While our building is largely empty, our columbarium has received the urns of members even in this terrible season. God providing comfort, sanctuary, home, even out in this wilderness to grieving loved ones. Oh, and how can we call ourselves a teaching church without a seminarian? And here we are out in this wilderness, and yet God doth provide in the gifts and graces of Thomas Mitchell. Thomas is a lifelong UCCer whom you will get to know over the course of the year. In this wilderness of pandemic, there is Caroline Murray and her card crew reaching out with celebration and comfort and encouragement to members experiencing life's transitions. And there's Karen Wetmore sending onesies to newborns and a book on grief to those who are bereft. Phil Stern, our moderator, is a gift from God. And Kate Silfen, our historian, a librarian by trade, is recording for posterity church life in a time of pandemic. She is the perfect historian for this moment. When the pandemic struck and we found ourselves in a strange wilderness, it seemed to us a God-forsaken place. Empty shelves, store closures, social distancing, panic, and rumors. And yet with a little chance to adjust our vision, to acquaint ourselves with the contours of this new terrain, it turns out that this wilderness is not so much God-forsaken as it is God-filled. God does provide yet not always as we had expected. And you, how are you? Are you learning to look for God's blessings with new eyes in new places? Have you adapted your diet to this new country? Are you learning to live in the moment, to forsake hoarding, to trust our God? Soon we will break bread together Warning, it's time for you at home to prepare, to gather the elements, some bread or crackers, some wine or grape juice or water. The sharing of this common meal recalls the Garden of Eden, vegetation and food abundant and plentiful. It recalls the gracious provision of manna and quail in the wilderness when the people of God were famished, not least, it recalls the provision of Jesus, God's bread from heaven, in the moral wilderness of the first century. Here is God's promise. 
Even that which appears to be God-forsaken is not, never is, never has been. With eyes to see, even the wilderness is God-filled. That's a promise. Count on it.